0: All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes with Kohl's on Instacart. There's no such we can't
2: fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first 3 orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply.
0: Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our US-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues.
2: The Ghana Private Road and Transport Union has agreed to put on hold the proposed 20% increment in transport fares. The decision follows a, a directive from the Ministry of Transport to the public to disregard an announcement by GPRT on a planned increment the Ghana Private Road and Transport Union issued a press release claiming that at a national management meeting held at the Trade Union House on January 16, it was resolved that transport fares be adjusted upwards by 20% across all loading points of the union effective. 24th january 2024 but the ministry says there was no negotiation with the transport operators to review fares speaking to benjamin akakpo on the am show this morning general secretary of the gprt godfred Abumbiri said members have decided to heed the directive of the transport ministry pending further consultations
1: mr Abumbiri, so yes. are you going to stick with your increase even if you have this conversation with the transport ministry, are you still going to push for an increment? You know, I had
3: that. I told you mentioned that the minister had asked to put a hold on it. So then until you go back to them and let sit down... No, I'm, I'm saying when you go back, to them, to, you go back yes. to them, that's what I mean. Will you still push for an increment? You no, know, the meeting will decide. Um, but I'm happy he said that uh, about 99.9%. I think uh, if he had made 100%, I would have said no. But I agree with what he said. But
4: we'll go to them and meet with the meeting will decide. All right. Gentlemen, Mr.
2: Abumere and then uh... now some passengers join News Engage this morning have been condemning any attempt to increase transport first. They say the timing is wrong and will negatively affect them.
5: Oh. Davids are about to increase uh, prices. So, my opinion, I think it's the poor management and increase of force right now. And when government increase the price of, for it, it affects the drivers as well. So right now, drivers are increasing it. And it will have an effect on the youth as well, especially with the students. Because most of us, we are not staying around. And we are not having hostels too. Since they are increasing transportation, I think it might affect me financially. And also, when I'm, uh, I want to come to town, because it has been increased, I have to um, double my transportation fare, which will affect maybe the things I'm coming to buy.
4: From Madina, Kokasua, Which will affect maybe the things I'm coming to buy. From Madina, Kokasua,
6: Yeah, the transport fare in there. It won't help us at all, because.
2: by unidentified gunmen in Boko, resulting in the death of two persons. The cause of this latest shooting is yet to be known as security personnel have intensified investigations into the matter to avert it from escalating. Correspondent Albert Sori joins us with details. Albert, uh, tell us when exactly did this happen? personnel have intensified investigations into the matter to avert it from escalating. Correspondent Albert Sori joins us with details. Albert, uh, tell us when exactly did this happen? Well, uh, we're having issues with Albert Soros' line. We'll try and get him back to tell us more on the security situation in this area. Meanwhile, in the heart of the Bolsa North Municipality, we'll try and get him back to tell us more on the security situation in this area. Meanwhile, in the heart of the Bolsa North Municipality, whenever it rains, the hospital's roofs betray their duty, leaking profusely. The structure has not escaped the ravages of time, displaying gaping cracks that question it's integrity health wise you could never guess that this place
7: is a hospital the walls are dirty in the paint almost peeling off the ceiling is moldy greenish brown and rotting away the corridors are dark and dingy the medical superintendent of the hospital, Dr. Emmanuel Opoku, is unhappy with the state of the hospital, but he's also very worried about the safety of nurses and patients because of the gaping cracks in the walls. When it rains, almost all the walls leak, including the medical suits office, and uh, during raining seasons it makes uh, seeing patients very difficult because sometimes you need to get to a, a safe place to get up for the patient and uh, we'll be grateful if you can get help. As the head of the facility, he works with a news team to show the dangerous state of the facility. A substantial and alarming crack traverses the length of the wall, extending from floor
8: to ceiling.
2: I'm on the health committee in kind Kanda, of reacting to the um, Story uh indicated that he's he's disappointed with the revelation, adding that all calls on the health ministry to actually deal with similar situations across the country has fallen on deaf ears. He says his committee will not rest until such issues are fixed in our hospitals.
3: I am not surprised because most of our hospitals in this country are in a very terrible state. We are in a very very terrible state. We, I think that this is even the tip of the iceberg in Great Accra. When you go to a hospital like the Ridge Hospital, you cannot boost off a single imaging equipment in Ridge Hospital, the Regional Hospital. Terrible
9: state.
3: We are in a very very terrible state. We, I think that this is even the tip of the iceberg in Greater Accra. When you go to a hospital like the Ridge Hospital, you cannot boost off A single imaging equipment, in Great Hospital, the regional hospital, and going forward, it's going to be worse. It's going to be worse because now government has the electricity or the utility bill is going to be worse because now government has uploaded the electricity or the utility bill intervene in these matters are going to be very, very, very limited because they're going to use most of these internal demo funds to pay the need. So I can assure you that those that hold within our power or our, our duty will perform those aspects. We we'll bring we'll pass questions, we'll bring the minister to carry ask that question for respect to that particular hospital and we'll take it from there. But what I can assure you is that the customer
2: issue is just a tip of the ice. Go back to issues of security in the Upper East Region following a reported attack by unidentified gunmen in Boko, resulting in the death of two persons. The cause of this latest shooting. Be known. Our security personnel have intensified investigations into the matter to avert it from escalating. Albert Story has now joined us to so tell us more. Albert, when exactly did this shooting incident occur, and what are the number of casualties involved?
8: Yes, Asha. So, from what we have gathered, this incident occurred uh, yesterday afternoon uh, around 12:30. Now. From what we have guarded, uh, some unknown gunmen uh, opened fire at the... uh, From what we have guarded, uh, some unknown gunmen uh, opened fire at the... uh, Because of the ban on uh, motorcycles, people tend to use uh, the tricycles a lot to get to their various destinations. And so there is this uh, tricycle. He died on the spot. Um, Later, uh, this morning, uh, a 19-year-old young man who was also shot in this incident uh, passed away in hospital while he was receiving treatment. Uh, The rest of the casualties are still receiving treatment. So we have four of them Uh, from the information of the IPAX.
2: Go back to issues of security in the Upper East region following a reported attack by unidentified gunmen in Boko, resulting in the death of two persons. The cause of this latest shooting is be known as security personnel have intensified investigations into the matter to avert it from escalating. Albert story has now joined us to tell us more. Albert, when exactly did this shooting incident occur and what are the number of casualties involved?
8: Yes, Asha. So from what we have gathered, this incident occurred uh, yesterday afternoon uh, around 12.30. Now from what we have gathered uh, some unknown gunmen uh, opened fire at the uh, from what we have gathered uh, some unknown gunmen uh, opened fire at the uh, because of the ban on Uh, motorcycles. People tend to use uh, the tricycles a lot to get to their various destinations. And so there is this uh, tricycle. He died on this spot. Um, Later uh, this morning uh, a 19-year-old young man who was also shot in this incident uh, passed away in hospital while he was receiving treatment. Uh, The rest of the casualties are still receiving treatment. So we have four of them uh, from the information we have gathered, two of them uh, are female. One of these two females is a 17-year-old. And so uh, that is what we know of the incident at the moment.
2: Albert, what's the current mode in the town following this attack? Well, so what happened yesterday following the shooting was that uh, there appeared to have been reprisals because uh, the residents are telling us that
8: Yesterday, even during curfew hours, uh, there was a whole lot of sporadic gunfire, ostensibly, uh, you know, between the factions. Even during curfew hours, uh, there was a whole lot of sporadic gunfire, ostensibly, uh, you know, between the factions of shooting. Um, from what we gathered, the military also had to intervene. And they may have also uh, done some firing in order to try and control the situation. And so uh, patrolling by... Uh, the security personnel in the town, Um, but we haven't been able to reach the authorities yet. Attempts to reach the MCE have not yet been successful. Um, We understand that investigations are ongoing into the incident, so uh, we are assuming that because of uh, his busy schedule trying to, um, you know, help with the investigations, he hasn't been able to respond to us. And so uh, we are hoping that as the day goes by we'll be able to Uh, And get to know what the authorities are doing about this latest.
2: We understand that a staff of the Bogatanga Technical University has also been shot and killed. Uh, Tell us more about this.
8: So, this uh, is a separate incident. Uh, From what we have gathered about that, uh, this uh, lecturer was shot at his residence here in Boga. The details of it are scanty. But he is also uh, a native of, of, from what we are told. And so um, the people feel that there could be a linkage between his shooting and yesterday's shooting. But as we speak, we haven't been able to uh, get any proof of the two incidents being linked uh, whatsoever because the investigations are also ongoing.
2: I'm sorry, grateful for the update. He's Upper East Regional Correspondent. Definitely, we're monitoring the situation. We'll bring you more in our subsequent bulletins. Let's come back to Accra because the Senior Staff Association of the Public Universities in Ghana has declared an indefinite strike over what it describes as a government's failure to address its concerns regarding pensions and the reversal of an illegal cancellation of their overtime allowance. The group is in conjunction with the Federation of University Senior Staff and they say many of the calls to have the situation addressed have gone unheeded. National Chairman of the Association Isaac Donko told reporters at a news conference that the aggrieved unions are withdrawing their services.
4: The Senior Staff Association Investors of Ghana and the Federation of University Senior Staff Association, FISA, announced with deep regret the beginning of an industrial strike action by all senior staff across public universities in Ghana. This avoidable decision has been occasioned by government's continuing disregard for the welfare of university senior staff concerning critical issues of pensions and conditions of service. At the 17th 17th National Executive Council meeting, held on 25th of November, 2023. SSA-UOG learned with great shock and disappointment that government has failed upon several prompts to release the tier two pension contributions of our members to the Board of Trustees for effective management since February 2023. Despite our immediate plea to the government for the release of these funds, they have refused to comply, leading to this unfortunate situation. Government has failed on several occasions to release our pension contributions on time. The Fair Wages and Service Commission and the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission directed investing management to cut off overtime allowance for weekend and holiday work in which creates hardship for our members. This unilateral alteration of our conditions of service is against the labour act and our agreed upon quantities of service. The unions, that is FUSAG and Senior Staff Association, therefore demand the following. One, government must, as matter of agency, pay all outstanding contributions together with the appropriate interest from March to December 2023 using 3% penalty rate as plated by the Pensions Act at 766, session, 64. Two, government must, as matter of agency, do the recalculation of our accrued interest on Tier 2 pension from 2010 to 2016, as agreed upon in the memorandum of understanding signed between the association and government on July 25, 2022. Again, we are also demanding that all outstanding arrests should be paid to our retired pensioners. Lastly, we also demand immediate withdrawal of the Fair Wages and Salaries Commission and GTEC letters dated November 7th and 20th, 2023, respectively, which illegally eliminated overtime allowance for senior staff of public investors. Ladies and gentlemen of the press, we hereby officially declare an indefinite strike action across Ghana without any further delay.
2: The new Patriotic Party has disqualified some seventeen aspirants from contesting in the January 27 party parliamentary primaries. The decision was taken at a national executive council meeting on Wednesday. General Secretary of the Party, Justin Kodia Frimpon, uh, who's been breaking down the numbers in an address to the media after the meeting, said uh elections in Shiar's constituency have also been put on hold.
10: The National Executive Committee took the report from the vetting committee and the National Appeals Committee and also took notice of some development after the vetting. So as it stands now, we have total number of 376 men and women who picked forms to contest. The new development is that we have one court case. The party has been served with a writ, and also an application for interlocutory injunction with respect to Nishayasu. And for that matter, elections in Nishayasu constituency has been stand down until the court process has been addressed. For the number of people, who have been disqualified from contesting in the primaries scheduled for 27 January are seventeen. Those who have been cleared to contest by the National Executive Committee are three hundred and twenty five. Those who have stepped down are three. Those who are going unopposed are thirty. So in all we have three hundred and seventy six.
2: The details is He gave a green light for elections to be held there as well. A high court in Sonia in May twenty twenty two. Spender Sonia is consultuency. He gave a green light for elections to be held there as well. A high court in Sonia in May twenty twenty two.
10: And is not this current dispensation. And where people have died or people have traveled, the national party in consultation with the Regional party and the committee that has been established will do elections in those uh, vacant positions. Again, the National Executive Committee shall appoint people to act as acting electoral coordinators and acting constituency executive to further notice. Finally, I'll go back to the NCISO constituency that I made a statement that the party has received a rate of sermon and application for interlocutory injunction with respect to Mr. Kennedy Kwasi Kankam, and the party legal team will respond accordingly in due course.
2: Away from politics, road construction has resumed in at least four communities in Oferico Municipality in the Ashanti region. Join News reported the bumpy, dusty and pothole-induced road network, which poses health and safety risks to the communities, especially pregnant women. The construction is expected to cover 15 kilometers of critically deplorable roads in the areas to ameliorate the impact.
5: For several years, residents of Ofurikum in the Ashanti region have had to endure the deplorable road network. The frustrated residents say they have lost hope as they recount several failed promises for construction of their roads. Commuters, especially pregnant women, endure body pains from the bumpy road as motorists spend more on vehicle repairs and maintenance. The situation, highlighted by the Joy News team, caught the attention of authorities. Behind me are contractors of MJB Construction Limited. The project being carried out here in Apidu and also some parts of community inner roads in Dunina form part of the 15 kilometers of road construction project being carried out in serious and critical deplorable roads in the Euphorico municipality. From what we have seen and also from what we have been told, the project started weeks ago. Municipal Chief Executive Abraham Kwame Entry says the Assembly is concerned about the plight of residents implying the deplorable roads in Ayediase, Aija, Buedi, Kokobing, Didiako, Apiedu and Damna. He has assured the completion of the road construction in six months. And uh, I have been there severaly. If you look at the rate at which it is moving,
7: we expect that his six months period uh, would be uh, enough for him to finish the project. Um, apart from that, we also have a budget contractor around the F cell. junction. There were serious potholes on the Susan So Road. If you check it now, you see that it's been it's improved massively. And then the Aketego Affordable Area too, that has also improved. The Aprade Junction Road has also improved significantly. So. Um, We expect that when those projects at uh, Emina and the uh, Free Junction is completed then. I mean, we would have given a huge boost as far as our road transportation is concerned.
5: Ordinarily, this um, road project is supposed to be a happy news or a good news for the people who live around here and the residents who live around these deplorable roads. However, the feeling seems to be a mixed one because uh, according to residents, the people that we have engaged, um, this is not the first time that they have seen construction works begin on the road. And so they are somehow forced or pushed to believe that it is for electoral
2: fortunes. It's because of the elections. We have endured this long enough. It's good that the MP backed off from
5: contesting again. We only see contractors when elections are approaching. The last four years, the gutters reconstructed reconstructed have collapsed. The MC is however confident the project will be completed in the stipulated time. My assurance is
7: that I, myself, the regional minister, the honorable member of parliament, we met the contractor, he's received his contract, he assured us this is what he will do. Subsequently, when I look at the kind of mobilization he has done on site and the rate at which the work is ongoing, I am so much convinced in six months it will be done. From January to December, it's enough time for people to assess us.
5: The Municipality is one of the monumental municipalities in the Ashanti region because it has the number's advantage. And so one can imagine how a good and a proper road network is going to be beneficial to the people who live around these roads. And so for residents, unless they see the finished products, they are not going to sing praises. Reporting for joining us, my name is Clinton
2: The studio in Accra, my name is Aishi Brahim. Let's take a break On join us today. When we we'll return, we'll bring you business.
8: Transport operators are working to increase fares from Monday, Georgia Fe reports.
1: The Ghana Revenue Authority will in the coming days start are working to increase fares from Monday,
8: Georgia FI reports.
1: The Ghana Revenue Authority will in the coming days start premiums going up by more than 30%. Now, this may force transport operators to also adjust fares, which may end up increasing the cost of food spending on the due to these development, and threat to revenue authority will, in the coming days, start premiums going up by more than thirty per cent. Now, this may force transport operators to also adjust fares, which may end up increasing the cost of food spending and the due to these development. And threats inflation may end up increasing the cost of food spending and the due to these development and threat to inflation rate rising, the Bank of Ghana could be forced to freeze in the cost of food spending the due to these development and threat to inflation rate rising. The Bank of Ghana could be
11: forced to freeze. There may be it might have to hold on some of these taxes. In China last year, as you may be aware, and we've negotiated with the parent company of Ghana Manganese Company TMI for them to invest some four hundred million United States dollars in constructing a refinery in our country and ultimately ensure that we no longer export our manganese in their raw form. And indeed, we also continue to work on local content and local participation through a periodic review of the procurement list in consultation with the Ghana Chamber of Mines and as well as our quest to ensure that Ghanaian mining companies list on the Ghana Stock Exchange. And we take the view that it is only through the listing of mining operations or companies on the Ghana Stock Exchange that we can um, create here in our country indigenous participation in the mining industry of our country, which will ensure that whatever prosperity or profits uh, arise out of this industry is shared and participated in by Ghanaians. And so we are working with the Ghana Chamber of Mines to have a situation where mining companies list on the Ghana Stock Exchange. That is how uh, it was done in South Africa. That's how it's been done in China as has been done in Australia and Canada and the rest, these countries insist on the listing of mining companies on their various or respective national stock exchanges. And we want to do the same here. But we want to do that in close collaboration with the Ghana Chamber of Mines so we don't disturb the investment climate in our country. And that's it for business. I am Pius Kujobaka sports.
5: Let's do sports now on JN Today. My name is Harun Mbarak. Now, the Black Stars face the pharaohs of Egypt today in a must-win encounter after the disappointing 2-1 loss to Kivet. Meanwhile, the Egyptians are also eager to bounce back after the draw against Mozambique, making tonight's match a promising encounter. Now, Ghana attacker Jordan Ayou and head coach Chris Hughton spoke ahead of the match.
12: And everyone that plays football... This is bread and butter and uh, everyone gives it 100%. Sometimes things go your way, sometimes things don't go your way. But I think um, we need to do more, that's for sure. And we are ready to do more, and we are going to do more, so, okay. But I think um, we need to do more, that's for sure. And we are ready to do more, and we are going to do more, so, to Ghanaians and for we ourselves personally. We want to perform, we want to perform in this tournament, we didn't just come here just to to visit Abidjan, we came here to to pull our commitment.
9: Uh, It is something that I am aware of, Um, but I think the the biggest biggest motivation for the players uh, is that um, we are here, we didn't get the result we needed in the first game. This is the motivation we need for the second game. We want to do well in this competition. This is the motivation that we need for this game. Uh, we are against a big team, successful team in, in Egypt. This is the, the motivation. And, and probably more than anything is um, we are aware of expectations. We have a, a, a wonderful support behind us and, and always do. And um, there isn't uh, one player in the squad, and uh, Jordans here, having played in AFCONS before and represented Ghana for so so many years, there isn't one player in this squad that isn't aware of what this game means, and um, they're the biggest motivations that we can give to the players.
5: Joyce Paul's Muftar and Abila Abdullah is in Abidjan. He watched Egypt's final training session and came through with this report. The fans of Egypt, which Chris Hutin spoke ahead of the match.
12: And everyone that plays football, is bread and butter, and uh, everyone gives his 100%. Sometimes things go your way, sometimes things don't go your way. But I think um, we need to do more, that's for sure. And we are ready to do more, and we are going to do more, so, okay. But I think um, we need to do more, that's for sure. And we are ready to do more, and we are going to do more. So, to Ghanaians, and for we ourselves personally, we want to perform, we want to perform in this tournament. We didn't just come here, just to, to visit Abidjan. We came here to, to put our commitment.
9: Uh, it is something that I am aware of. Um, but I think the, the the biggest the biggest motivation for the players... Uh, is that um, we are here. We didn't get the result we needed in the first game. This is the motivation we need for the second game. We want to do well in this competition. This is the motivation that we need for this game. Uh, we are a- against a big team, successful team in, in Egypt. This is the, the motivation. And, and probably more than anything is... Um, we are aware of expectations we have uh, a, a wonderful support behind us and and always do and um, there isn't uh, one player in the squad and uh, Jordan's here having played in AFCONS before and represented Ghana for so, so many years there isn't one player in this squad that isn't aware of what this game means and um, they're the biggest motivations that we can give to the players.
12: Joyce Paul's
5: Muftar and Abdullah Abdullah is in Abidjan. He watched Egypt's final training session and came through with this report.
6: The fans of Egypt are holding their final training session ahead of that second march day in the African competitions against Ghana. Mohamed Salah uh, and his teammates got a draw on match day one day in the African Cup Nations against Ghana. Mohamed Salas uh, and his teammates um, got a draw on match day one. Gives Ghana an opportunity of uh, and do massive cheers from um, journalists here because of what he, he's been doing for African football and uh, for Liverpool football club. And would he be able to do it for... The Pharaohs. Many people actually say that he's again one of the best talents to come from Egypt, and his legacy will only be cemented if he's able to at least win the African Cup of Nations. Individually, he's been incredible, but collectively with the team, they haven't been able to win anything. And uh, 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 Mohamed Salah and his charges would need to rise to the occasion on Thursday against Ghana to put him on a pedestal of leading this group of players to win an eighth African Cup of Nations title of Ablai reporting.
0: Additional Terms and Conditions, Robin Hood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.